Hello, everybody. It is Thursday, December the 29th, 2016, and you're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. I am Bobby Shortle. I'm here with Justin Townsend. Hi there. Hugh Perry. Yeah, boy. And Miss Kelsey Lovati. Hey. Hey. So, we're back. Man, we're getting really close to the end of the year. We are. Our game of the year recording is in, is in a little less than two weeks. Yep. So, it's charging up real quick. I've been on a roll. You have. Justin has been tweeting me a lot of things. I finished this game. I finished this game. I finished this game. I finished this game. <laughs> and it's been pretty impressive. So, some of them you don't you want to kind of not talk about because you want to save those arguments for freshness for game of the year. Yeah. But um, you want to talk about some of the games that you finished that you're not going to talk about? Well, I could. I mean, I could mention some. I yeah. Um, I played super hot through completion. I started it and finished it in a setting, uh, a sitting and a half. Um, probably over the span of like five hours. Um, I've started Abzu. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about those um more for game of the year stuff because uh, I'm sure they're going to come up. Mm-hmm. Um, both cool games though. Um, I sat down and made myself finish Dishonored, mm-hmm. which sounds like it's a bad thing, but totally not just because I was really enjoying my time with it. But I looked at the date and was like, I've got things to do. I need to finish this game. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, uh, last time I, I talked about Dishonored, um, I think I was just going into mission four, which is the clockwork mansion, which I had heard was the best level in the game. Lies. <clears throat> the clockwork mansion is really cool. But not not even close to the best level in the game, even though it has some really, really great inspired um, level design. Mm. Uh, the best mission in the game by far is level seven, uh, which is called the Crack in the Slab. Um, it has a, a neat little hook, I'll say that. Uh, if you liked Titanfall, uh, Titanfall's campaign, uh, you will like mm. this. Yes, I've heard about this. This particular mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like, I beat Dishonored, and like, what, what do I think about that game? Um, I said I was conflicted about how I wanted to play that game the last time I was on talking about it. And I finished the game still in that conflicted state of, man, is it fun to just murder people in that game. Um, I'm going to start a new game plus mode sometime in the new year and run through and just just do like a full high chaos run just because those abilities are so fun to string together. Um the game gets so much more, not complex, but like it just complements itself. The more and more you play it and the more you see the way that its systems are made um, and how it's the abilities complement each other. Um, the ability to like, you know, run into an area, like, you know, leap into an area and then like quickly domino four targets together and shoot one of them with a sleep dart and then they all go to sleep is just great. Um in level four or mission four, you uh, you run into those mechanical soldiers, which they've showed in some of the the previews for the game, or like yeah, the TV spots. They're called Clockwork Soldiers. Um, if we had nominees for like best character of the year, they would be on it for me, just for the voice acting that they they only have like four lines, but it is maybe the most soothing voice I've ever heard in a video game. <laughs> Um, it's like, I, I want to say it's an English accent, but it's probably not, but it, they don't sound like me. <laughs> uh, and so like, you know, if they see you out of like, if, if they get you even a hint of you, they'll be like a disturbance is detected. But if they come get closer to you, it starts becoming more and more, 
um, descriptive. <laughs> we have a female, like they'll say, like we have a female unknown, uh, unknown something, like unknown assailant or whatever, and they're telling you to like to stop and like to stop whatever you're doing or leave this area. But like, I have to play it for you because I should have done it before the show started so you could hear this. <laughs> but it is my favorite, one of my favorite parts about this game is just the voice work for uh, the Clockwork Soldiers. It's so good. Um, the story itself, I, I think, is it's fine. It's not the strong point of Dishonored. It's a revenge tale. Um, you know, bad guy gets theirs in the end. It's it's mm-hmm. a standard thing. Sort it, of mean, much like the first game. Yeah, right, yeah. It's you know, it's a fine story. Um, they do some interesting things that with some of the characters you meet along the way. Um, you know, good voice acting. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, they have uh, just like in the first Dishonored, they have like famous actors. I, I forget um, who plays um. The Kingpin and Daredevil. Oh, uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, he's um he's one of like lieutenants that you have to bring down. Okay. And, like the game gives you two like a couple of different options, and I talked about this last time of like how you want to take out these these um bosses, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, with his, you have a you with all of them, Matt. But I'm using his as an example. I mean, you could just you could just walk up there and kill him, or though you can find a, two different ways to take him out of the picture without killing him. And his is actually. It's really fun. Um, there's some randomness with the levels. Like certain characters will spawn in certain places, and the next time you play there, they might not be in the same place. Oh, interesting. Um, I really like that game a lot. the The way that the levels are laid out is unlike any other game that I've played in well since the first Dishonored. But they really built upon it. It's like, well, what do you want out of a good sequel? And we talk about this with Titanfall. Mm-hmm. Like a good sequel takes what works in the first game adds upon it and then expands on it um and that's what this game does it takes the you know good stealth mechanics um cool powers and like very rich environments and settings and then just like multiplies it by a few and like that's Dishonored too it's it's one of my favorite definitely one of my favorite games of the year but like one of my favorite like action adventure games I've ever played Mm. um really solidified by that mission number seven It, it has like this cool little mechanic that's like a one-off. You don't like, just like in Titanfall, you only use it for one level, but they do it better than in any other game I've ever played. It's really, really cool to like screw around with the guards and stuff. I don't want to spoil it because I want people to see it because mm-hmm. I didn't know it was coming. It was one of those like rare times I didn't know that something was going to happen. Mm. Um, super good. Super, super good. It's on sale all over the place. Yeah. I think like right now you can pick it up for like 40 bucks. If you like Thief or... Um, obviously like the original Dishonored, mm. Deus Ex, uh, any of those type of games where it's like, you know, third person, or, uh, excuse me, first person with abilities, Bioshock, any of those, you should pick this guy up. Super good. And you don't have to play the first one to play it. You get everything right. you need out of the second game. Right. Okay. You cool. have to go play this. I, I've played a couple hours of it. I, will, I know. You I have play to, more of you, it. You, this is one of those ones you have to trust me and see, will, see it through. I'm going to play more of it. I, I will disagree, though. I mean, I've played a couple hours of it. i played a couple hours of the first one. I I get you with the thief and to some extent the, the Deus Ex aspect of it. Um, but to me, except for the fact that it's really good at environmental storytelling, the Bioshock comparison kind of breaks down for me because like Bioshock is much more of a just like, okay, here are people, I'm going to shoot them. Like that's kind of what I mean, Bioshock but, is. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm in that in that case, I'm talking about environmental storytelling. Yeah, yeah and, and you're absolutely right. It, it does do that stuff. Probably you, the only other game that's on Dishonored's level in that, capacity or in in that category would be by like the bioshock games mm-hmm. like they do some rich storytelling with the areas that yeah, you're in yeah yeah and I, even just playing like 
four combined hours of two games, you you, you can see that aspect it, of it. And especially like later on in, um, in the levels, they get bigger mm-hmm. and bigger. Like the, the opening couple of levels, it's like, hey, look, like you're in this like you're in this area. It's big. You can go through buildings. You can go on rooftops. But later on, it's like you're going multiple state like you're going. You have this big this big area. And now it's like you get to another point and it's like, all right, well, do you want to stay here? Or you want to move forward? It, like it goes into mm-hmm. a loading screen. You go into this giant mansion, which has multiple levels multiple rooms multiple cool things that happens um and then further and further on it just gets like the ideas get bigger and bigger and mm-hmm. bigger and uh it all just works really well so yeah we'll play dishonored cool very cool all right so uh hugh what have you been up to um other than having a really sucky run on overwatch i have recently ish completed final fantasy 15 ish you finished the story yeah yeah um and i thoroughly enjoyed it i think it's a very very good game there's a few like you alluded to i think there's a few things that hold it back and keep it from being like an exemplary game yes and it it could with refinement and possibly with the refinements that they're gonna add turn it you know turn it into something you know absolutely fantastic um but yeah in the main i had a really good time with it that chapter 13 oh my god that's like (laughs) pulling fingernails um yeah it's as bad i mean it's as taxing as everyone says it is it's and it's incredibly frustrating because the chapters coming up to it you've just you've got like the story just starts like plowing forward you get some really cool like big story beats a couple of good battles Mm -hmm. and then it just all gets ground to a halt and um i can see what they were trying to do with it and there's some there are some cool ideas there but it's very poorly executed and it goes on for way too long yeah, because there's several times in the game, right, where they have these moments or these sequences that are that are bespoke. You know, like Justin was saying about Dishonored, where you use it once and then you don't use it again, right? And I appreciate that about this game because it changes up the action. Yeah. And what they do in Chapter 13 could have been a cool 45 minutes to an hour. But the fact that it's three hours long... uh is unexcusable because it feels like they were getting towards the end of that game and they knew like look we get we we have to ship it we can't keep delaying it it's been 10 years and they just elongated the sequence to pad the time it would take for you to finish the story yeah that is it that that is pretty much how it feels and it's like i said it's it's a shame because it brings a really good section of the game to a just a grinding halt Mm-hmm. I mean, it it picks itself back up again, and the game pays off like brilliantly in the last few chapters. And it, yeah, you know, there's some awesome like battles. The last couple of fights are absolutely incredible. Um, like some of the best like visual um things that you're gonna you'll see in a game this year, possibly ever. To be honest, it's just stuff that happens in it, and you're just there with your mouth open, going, "Yes, this is amazing." Yeah, especially um, the, the next to last boss fight yeah. is maybe one of my favorite boss fights I've ever played. Yeah, and 
even before the fight starts, you're like, oh my god, this looks fucking cool because he's just like yeah. this big dude just sat because I, I think they kind of allude to it at the start of the game if i remember it, right it opens that way it's like yes. a flashback so you see, flash forward so you yeah. see that moment where you see the next last boss at the very beginning of the game mm. and it's just like this big flaming dude sat in this giant chair and you're just mm-hmm. like oh my god this guy is gonna be trouble yeah and um and it's it's incredibly rewarding um i think you said to me that like those last couple of fights where you've really, really got to manage your inventory, make sure you're using the right magic, make sure you've got enough potions and stuff like that, and just you've got to have your wits about you as well as doing your best to beat the shit out of the guy at the same time. When when you do finally down him and the way you finish him off is, like yeah. I said, it's visually so cool. Yeah. Um. Once you get that... Once you get that upgrade for Ignis, where he can he can do that magic thing where he uses yeah. the magic against their enemy that the enemy is weak to, uh, it's a, it's like it's like vital yeah. to to it because you really have to look at what he's doing and then use that to to kind of tailor your own thing. And I got really into crafting different forms of the magic as it went as it got towards the close because. You know, at the beginning, I'm just mixing, I'm just doing all fire or all blizzard or all lightning, but you can mix them together however you want. Yeah. Uh, and you can also add items to the crafting to make them different forms of the spells. So you can do, you turn them into chain spells, you can turn them into healing spells, uh, you can turn them into spells that deal like t- damage over time. It, it, there's a lot of depth there. That you can explore as yeah. you go along. And you need it when you get to that ending because the ending asks it of you very mm. big time. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, I did it unless I completely skipped over the tutorial, which wouldn't be unlike me. Um, I, I, I don't think it does a very good job of fully um, telling you that you can do that. Like you can mix the spells together and like you say add those and it's not just like um healing potions and stuff like that it's anything in your inventory even down to like tusks that you get off animals that you kill and stuff like that yeah absolutely um and thankfully i kind of like figured it out for myself but i Mm. i didn't think it did a very good job of um sort of explaining that to you fully especially given how the like the game at the start throws you into like this really long um tutorial about the combat and how Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that how to use the point strikes and so on and so forth um i i think it kind of undersells the magic side of it which is which is a shame because it's like you say you can do some really really cool things with it Mm -hmm. and it's it does become massively important um but yeah it's definitely one of my favorite things i've played this year i I think by the time i finished the game and got got through that chapter 13 and the way it finishes itself off is really good one of the best like ending sequences and you know the the last few scenes are are really really cool so yeah i've had some some good times with that yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just one of those games which is both wonderful and also horribly frustrating because, like you said, ex- with with a couple of exceptions, which some of them are very notable exceptions, like a three-hour mission that is not a lot of fun is a big deal. 
You know, that's not something you can easily gloss over. Um, and just some other kind of quality of life issues throughout the game that it does. It would be one of those games which I would be fully madly in love with and be preaching and saying it was one of the best games ever made. Um, but these things hold it back from from that, you know, and uh, it's still a really, really good game with some really amazing highs. Yeah. Uh but it could have been even more, and that's the I think the one frustrating thing about about the game. Yeah, and in any game where you can time travel by staring into the eyes of a cute dog is <laughs> fine with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think I'll I'll have a bit of time away from it. Um, I think Justin having spoken about Dishonored has probably caused me to end up going to buy that. I've been considering it. Um, it's really good. I'll. I'll I'll have some time away from it, and I'll I'll jump back into it, and I'll finish the side missions. I I want to get into like the um the extra parts of the dungeons, um because apparently there's some really like crazy shit down down in some of those. Yeah, and there's right like the hidden bosses, like there's this giant like tortoise thing that you've got to fight, which apparently um I was speaking to um Eric Donovan about it, and he said like it took him, I think it took. Something like forty-five minutes, I, I think he said, mm. for this one for this one boss battle, and then he's like he platinum platinum the game. Oh wow! Um, yeah, which is insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to those... go back in and and mop up all that stuff. Probably won't platinum it, but those yeah. little fucking tomberries, like, drove me nuts when you run into them. You know, after after the big thing that happens at the end of chapter thirteen. Yeah. Uh. You know, and and you were telling me to do it. I was like, just keep running, Hugh. <laughs> yeah. Just keep going. Um, I had stopped because I thought I had to fight the things. And these things would just, like, pull out their little knives, and I would be, like, dead in two hits, basically. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah. had to book it out of there. And then, um, there was, and then there was my spectacular brain fart where I got to that one area. <laughs> and and I was like, I can't find where the fuck I'm supposed to go. This is really annoying me. And you were like, I, I had no problems. Like, I went yeah. through a subway. And I got where I was going. I was fine. I was just like, no, I, I can't fucking find it. This game's rubbish. I'm rage quitting. And I like switched it off. And then I went back to it and I was like, oh, yeah, after I did the fight in the subway, I basically ended up double backing on myself and going back the way I came. And I just got myself so pissed off. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good now. I let, yeah. I, and just carried on. But yeah, got, like, you, you just myself... have to walk towards the giant tower at the end of the street. I know. And I got myself so wound up. It was so you funny. You did. I could feel how wound up you were through the text messages. <laughs> and it was just like this gradual progression where I was just like, Ugh! but yeah, I amused myself with that, to be fair. Yeah, that, that was, was quite funny. So yeah, <laughs> that was me in Final Fantasy 15. So Kelsey, yes. um, <laughs> you have been playing that Dragon Cancer. Yes. That's a, a very intense... I haven't I haven't got a chance to look at it yet, um, but I know you put it on the our, our game of the year master list. Um, yes, obviously we it's if you don't know what it's about, it's about basically a parent dealing with a child who is dying of of cancer, and um, it's a, a true story. And if you watched the game awards, you saw the creator of that game um, speak about it. But how is it how has it been affecting you, Kelsey? Um. <laughs> I tried really hard not to cry. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> um, it's an hour and a half if you play it um like average speed. Um 
the fastest it would take you is probably an hour, but it's really beautiful, um, simple, but the message within the game is just so powerful. Like, you, you can't stop playing. I played it the entire hour and a half, never stopped once. Um, it's a simple point and click um, type of game. And basically you're following uh, the two parents of this boy, Joel. Uh, they're the creators of the game, essentially. And um, it shows you the good times with their child and the really um, excruciatingly hard times and how they dealt with it uh, through religion or prayer, prayers and stuff like that. And... Um, they really wanted to grasp what it means to go through this. And um, uh, although I never like experienced it, I feel like I connected with them somehow by, by playing this game. Yeah, it seems like a really difficult game to, I guess, play. I don't know if play is the right word even for it, to experience. Experience, I, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't go near it. Yeah. There's like, a, there's no chance I can go near that game. Yeah. I think it, it would be me, hard it upsets for me you. thinking about it. Yeah, I yeah. bet. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's right, but I'm I'm glad it, I'm happy I'm glad that it exists. I'm happy that oh, it yeah, exists, but for I, sure. it's important that it exists. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and all on the same lines, Kelsey. You've been playing more Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Pokemon. Talk about a game that makes me want to cry. Yeah. Hey. With joy. <laughs> um. I love it. I restarted it. I'm playing another round. Why'd you restart it? Uh, cause I finished. Oh, and... so you like you played through it and you were like, I'm gonna go again. <laughs> she prestiged. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> well, I didn't know if there were. I you know. I didn't know if there was a reason that you may want to restart it. Right. Like, go back it. and do certain battles, mm -hmm. knowing things ahead of time. Um, I do do that. It's just so that um, I know like, cause now I know what uh people I'm gonna battle like uh, the kahunas and what type of Pokemon they play. So I know that by, the let's say, the third island, I should be around like this level and mm. which Pokemon I need to be a bit stronger than the other ones. Like, because um, now what it does is when you battle, it's not just the Pokemon that you have that gets the points for defeating the other Pokemon. It's your entire team. So you don't have to really um, use them all the time. But the more you use them, the stronger they are. So like, let's say you're going, um, I think it was the second island. You're battling, they're not really fire. They're like fire ground. And um, if I'm going to play my fire, I need to have him like super strong or I need to have an equally strong water. So stuff like that. How long did it take you to complete it? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Where are you guesstimate. at? Um, oh, estimate. Okay, like uh, guesstimate, like not in, not exact. Yeah, like just how, rough. Like nine, ten hours, maybe. Oh, okay, really? not too long. I, I, no, no, it's really not that bad. I thought I always thought those games were long for some reason. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Yeah, me too. 
Well, I don't know if I just sped through it, but... <laughs> Kelsey, just which just... one do you have? Do you have sun or moon? Moon. So, like, since I know nothing about this, if you went and bought sun, is it the same game, but you're just getting a different starting monster? No. Um, in the beginning, you always pick from the three starters. But the differences between when they have, like, two games is that sometimes... If you're, like, really hardcore about it, um, some Pokemon, like, in the wild might only be found in one versus the other. And you have a different uh, legendary Pokemon. So it's not worth it for you to go pick up the other one? Wow. Uh, if if I was, like, really hardcore, yeah, maybe, but... Well, you just finished the game and now you're restarting it. <laughs> so, once again... <laughs> You're doing yeah. things that you probably don't realize you qualify for. <laughs> but like, for example, my friend, um, what she does is she'll look at which Pokemon are in which and she'll buy the game like accordingly. Like it could be a wild Pokemon that she might never see. But she'll be like, oh, he's in that one. And then the <laughs> other one's in that one. So then she'll like weigh out her options. And if it's equal, she'll buy both. So like, I'm not that bad. <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah, yet. Uh... <laughs> Do you usually, because don't they always do like, in like a year or two, won't they do like their like special edition of this game? Don't they always do like the, like uh, the... Not, not all the time. Um, at least from what I remember. Mm-hmm. I know they did Omega Red and Ruby, but that, uh, Omega Ruby and Omega Sapphire, but that was a bit later. Right. X and Y still hasn't had a special edition, so I don't think they do oh. it all the time. Really? Okay. All right. Do you usually buy those special editions? Mm. It's only for the hardcore. It depends. Hardcore. It depends. You're not hardcore, Kelsey. No, no, no. I just <laughs> play the game like three times in a row, but I'm not hardcore. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds pretty hardcore to me. Playing a game three times in a row. Sounds like, yeah. Yeah. But like, I love Pokemon, but I didn't put it on the end of the year list. Like, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'll play it, but... <laughs> you could put it on the list. You should put it on the list anyway. We could talk about we it. We can at least talk about it. You need some, like, you need some like cuts at the beginning to get the flow going. <laughs> and besides, Hugh likes it. Hugh does like it, too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will... Yeah. This is one of the things, and, like, this is something we talk about off the air a lot, too, but, like, with these type of things, never don't put something on because you feel like, oh, other people aren't going to care about it because you might get to the end and be like, oh, I really wish I put Pokemon on. And people go like, oh, you should put it on. I would have rather have it on this list than this game. And then you'll be like, oh, I should have put it on there. So don't like, don't ever leave stuff off because you think other people aren't going to like it. I've um, never had that problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the games I like, everybody gets cut immediately. You sometimes do that to yourself. No. Yes, you do it yourself all the time. You definitely did it yourself with, what was, it, what was that game? Uh, Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive, yeah. I was still angry about that. <laughs> you gave up that game like that. I know. I had another battle to fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's cool though. I'm glad. Kelsey, I, I won't lie. Like I automatically just assumed that game was going to make it into the top 10. Cause like, <laughs> I don't know anything about it. And I was like, well, I know Kelsey and Hugh really like it. So I'm like, all right, well there's probably like, there's nine spots on the top 10. Cause Pokemon's going to get in there somehow. Well, I, I think, think Steve that, liked so. it too. So <laughs> yeah. So see, it should, you should throw it on the list just so I, we can I, talk I, about it. Yeah. Okay. I'll do it now. I put, now. I put a ton of games on that list that are yeah. probably going to get cut oh, yeah, immediately. To- totally. There are even games I put on the list that I know are going to get cut so I can give them up so I can gather like 
like favor as we move along the list. Sneaky bastard. You gotta start. You gotta start playing the political game to to get your games up there. I'm already you thinking guys about like are masters. You know. That. <laughs> I'm already thinking about what games that I love that I'm willing to give up to make sure other games get on the list. I haven't started that yet. Uh, I think I started that in January. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so d- yeah, don't leave anything off because I I want I want to make sure we talk about everything because even. What I like about the way we do this thing is that even games that don't make it, it's cool to like at least give them their due and talk about them. Yeah, that's why I put like a whole bunch in the last couple of days. I put a few yeah. on that I was like, these are not getting close to the top, but I want to talk about them because yeah. they've aged, they've gotten better as the years gone along, mm-hmm. or so on and so forth. Or yeah, I just really like it because of X. Yeah, absolutely. And and they're always going to be games that like like you've played that no one else has played that either that might not make the list. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't put them on there and shouldn't talk about them because passion can sometimes sway people who even haven't played the game. There's been plenty of times where people have talked really passionately about a game and I've been like, okay, or even a comic or whatever. I've been like, okay, it should stay on for now because you obviously care about it that much. So that's that's an important part of the whole process. Mm-hmm. Of doing Hence why it. there's a got- football game on the list. <laughs> yes, I know. Oh, God, that's right. <laughs> Early cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, I'd be happy with that because n- nobody else will ever play it. <laughs> um, what were you going to say, Justin? That's how I got Transistor on the top five. Oh, God. Kill me. <coughs> you, I, I feel like you would have like just left the show that day if we hadn't put tra- a Transistor on the, th- those five. I was already planning an exit, which is weird because it was my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Cool, yeah. So glad to hear Pokemon is, is living up and, and you're having a good time with it. That's I always here. have a good time with it. <laughs> uh, what's up, Justin? I wanted to ask Kelsey something, but yeah. I don't know if you want to go to another no, game first. Ahead, what? T- tell me about Stardew Valley, because I keep looking at that thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, Justin. I'm already going to fight for it for game for the game of the year list, but I'll good. give you a little run through. It's a really simple, fun, cute game. Well, did you bed Chain yet? Did I what? Did you bed him yet? Basically, have you hooked up with Shane? Have you hooked up with Shane No, yet? no. But he's really you, difficult you to get, Shane. okay? I was oh. like, what does that mean, Justin? Yeah, I was like, did I spend a lot of time in bed with the game? Like, I didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so, he's really difficult. He's mean, okay? I, I still have to, like, work my way, my way up. <laughs> Lesson for games and for life. Maybe he's just not worth it if he's that mean. <laughs> uh, Bobby, it's because no one understands him, okay? Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because um, in talking with Angela, I've been like going over like, yeah, like, you know, these are the games that people are playing. That's why I'm playing Abzu right now. And so I showed her Stardew Valley. I showed her the trailer for it on PS4. And she's like, you want to play this? And I was like, I don't know, maybe. She's like, this is not the type of game you usually play. I was like, I know. <laughs> She's like, can you kill anybody in it? I'm like, I don't think so. She's like, I don't understand why you're playing this or why it's you want to play this. doesn't seem like your type farm- of thing. There are things you can kill. farming romance simulator. Yeah. Well, I know, it was the romance that really that really sparks my interest. Yeah, yeah, there are things you can kill in that I'm going to go try and woo Shane before <laughs> Kelsey be, does. Be Kelsey. I would be so oh, mad. Shit. I would be so fucking mad. Eyeballs will get scrammed out. <laughs> <laughs> so you liking it so far? Stardew Valley? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's really fun. 
Like if I can play Call of Duty, you can play Stardew Valley. Oh, like I don't think it's anything of like about like I'm just like genuinely interested in like the mechanics of the game and mm-hmm. like and like seeing it. Um, I I, yeah. I I know from people who have played it, like it's phenomenal. It's yeah. like, it's a really great game, and like that's like you know, I want to at least try what I know are really great games, and so like this fits into something that I don't really is not really in my wheelhouse, but mm-hmm. like I'm anxious to hear people's thoughts on it. What I love about the game, and Kelsey, I don't know if you agree with me, is that there are a lot of systems, right? There's a lot of stuff you can be doing. You can be planting crops. Yes. You can be brewing stuff. You can be romancing. You can be fishing. You can be going to the mines. But the way that the game presents it all to you, you never feel like you're overwhelmed with the stuff you have to do because nothing is so immediate uh, that if you don't do it in that moment, you're done. You know, yeah. the, the, so... Yes. There are if you leave crops out too long after they're watered and they're done, they will wilt. But it doesn't. It's not like an immediate thing or anything like that. Uh, the game lets you kind of pursue that stuff in a manner you you want to do it. Uh, and, and I really appreciate it about the game because if those systems had more of a timer on them, they would be. It would be too stressful of a game. It would totally defeat the purpose of what the game is. I couldn't handle yes. farming simulator slash dead rising. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And this game lets you kind of do that stuff how you want to do it. You're like, okay, oh, it's raining today. Like, I guess I can't do any, I don't have to water my crops because that's a big part of your morning is going out and watering your crops until you start installing sprinklers. Like, it's a big part of your morning. But that, you're like, okay, well, that's my morning's free, so let me go to town and, and do this. Or let me go to the mines and do that. Um, and it's got this great loop to it. And, and this, you're always learning new things, always have something to do. Uh, but if you just want to dick around for a little while you could also do that which is what's so nice about the game yeah i'm gonna pick it up i don't know if i'm gonna have time to get to it before yeah. game of the year because now i own well i have in my possession final fantasy yeah which i'm gonna have to take a look at and there's a couple more things i i want to get through before before next week and i'm not gonna uh, make it to stardew valley yeah the good thing about stardew valley is that the days within the game are really quick mm-hmm. so you can spend like even a half an hour and you'll go through like maybe three four days Mm-hmm. within the game so that's cool yeah yeah i'm gonna give it a shot yeah it, it's it's very cool I, I feel like you were in sort of like fugue state when you asked me for final fantasy 15 like you were finishing games at a rapid pace you're like i can do everything <laughs> i can't finish final fantasy <laughs> but i can at least get through a couple hours of it yeah. and then form an opinion on it yeah totally absolutely absolutely uh, well you've already told me i'm not gonna like it I, I, don't, I have a strong feeling you're not going to like it. I bet you you're right, but I'm going to take a look at it anyway. <laughs> a strong feeling that you're not going to like it. It's also how I felt like when I gave you Watch Dogs. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. not going to like this. Which, I, yeah, that you were accurate about that. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I didn't like it because nothing about it pushed me away in any kind of strong manner. I just was like, I don't want to do this. That was kind of the Why way I felt about it. you repeat after me? I don't like open world games. I do like open world games, though. Just dep- Final Fantasy is very open world for half of that game, if not more. For half of it. For, if not more. You know, there's a lot of that going on. Metal Gear Solid Five was an open world game. It's true. Played a lot of it. I like the infamous games. You know, it's like, it's it's more for me, I think, the particular like open world crime type games that I don't like. I don't like having to... Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. I like, have to like, getting in a car and driving somewhere to get to a mission you know i i don't dig that stuff and i will say about watchdogs i think that what is there as far as the mechanics you're playing with are more interesting than a game like mafia which the story is so interesting but the the like the, the, the actual open worldness of it is just so run-of-the-mill you know uh at least watchdogs has some like cool new tech and stuff that you're dealing with and interesting the stuff. side missions in watchdogs are they have their standard like 
hey, go do five of these things. Like, right. go, go paint five billboards. I just ignored that and, like, yeah. looked for, like, let me find the story missions, the side missions that are actually, like, different. And yeah. They have to be doing something different. Yeah. And the, the beginning of the game <laughs> kind of tosses you into immediately being like, go here. And, you know, it, it gives you a lot of those rote side missions, I feel like, right off the bat. Like, that you have to go through to order to get unlock stuff. Because at the very beginning, you have to go through those progression of missions to, like, get the get your first gun and get your first whatever. And you have to kind of do that to... It's kind of quick, though, isn't it? It is quick. Yeah, it is quick. But it it didn't make a stellar first impression. Though I did like that first thing you were doing. Like, that invading the server farm yeah. thing was pretty cool. It's not a game that I, I don't think I'll... I do want to play more of it. But I played enough of it to know it's not going to be, you know entering any of my lists so that's kind of like like just like you i want to be able to form an opinion about the game um uh a game that's disqualified from a game of the year because it came out too late and also it's not coming out fully yet it's the walking dead season three which i know hugh and i both played the first two episodes right mm-hmm. it's two episodes yeah it's two, an oversized episode right? no it's two episodes they it's split into two, two they split it's part one and part two it's the, the same name but it's episode one and two wow uh, that's different for them because there's only five episodes total. There usually is only five episodes. In yeah, these things. that's what I mean. So, so they release one and two at the same time. Yeah, weird. Yeah, well, I think that it was supposed to come out in November, and it didn't. It missed the November date because this episode was too apparently full of stuff. The first episode, so they they delayed it and then cut the episode in half because it was because they're both the length of normal Telltale episodes. They're hour hour and a half long things. Uh, and they and are um, full of stuff. They are full of stuff for sure. I, I didn't feel like I was playing, you know, weak episodes that should have been one or anything like that. Uh, so in season three of The Walking Dead, you're playing as a character named Javi, who is another survivor in the zombie apocalypse. And he is on the road with basically his, his brother's wife and yes. his brother's two kids. Uh, you don't know what happened to it has happened to the brother or anything like that, but just like I'm gonna guess, a zombie. Well, you see the you see like the trailer they showed was basically the opening of the game where okay. you see the his dad has died and he comes back to life and there's an attack and then they kind of all they kind of run just as things are starting to happen and then it cuts to this later date and they kind of make you think the brother is dead. You know whether the brother's dead or not, the way they talk about him seems like he's dead. Uh, it's probably not dead. Yeah, probably not because it's The Walking Dead. But you are you're. You know, it's and it's it's The Walking Dead. So if you've played any Telltale game before, it follows that same formula. You're going along trying to survive, and you're meeting people along the way who are usually varying degrees of horrible. Um, it's full of despair, <laughs> just like all of those seasons. Uh, and along the way, you do meet up with Clementine, who is obviously the uh, the main character from season two and one of the main characters from season one. She was a playable character in two. Um, and she's not a playable character here. You're playing as hobby though. There are flashback sequences where you play for her as like a couple of moments because you're filling in the gaps between seasons two and three in the, in those moments. And initially I was a little put off by the fact that you're not playing as Clementine. It, it makes sense because season one wasn't playing as Clementine. So season two was, so it makes sense for him to move on again. But I always just assumed that we would be continuing the that's story would, of Clementine. I, that's really what I would have thought as well. Because even though season one you don't play as her, it is very much a story about her, as much as it is about Lee, the main the main character in, in that season. So in this, she is a she is a supporting character. Um and she is used, I would say, very well. She's a badass of badass 
um, yeah. in, in the game. Um, the first thing she shows up and does is like pretty fucking crazy. Um, and it's been cool to play alongside her. It's been funny after finishing the episodes and seeing the choice distinction between people because anytime there is a choice that's like side with Clementine or do this with Clementine or not, it's like 99% like agree with Clementine, no matter what the decision ends up being. Um, because I think everyone who's playing the game obviously has a pretty big connection to that character. <coughs> I was able to, uh, I played season one and two on Xbox one. So I was able to just carry over my save pretty easily. Um, if you're, if you played season two on 360 or PS3 or wh- whatever, um, and you're changing systems, um, cause it's not coming out on those little consoles, you have to, you, you, you have to open, you have to go to that game on your old console Upload the save to Telltale server and then download it to the to to the to your new console. And I'm you, screwed. It can cross consoles, but you can't uh, unless you had a Telltale account when season two was out, which I don't think they existed at that point. You can't do it. Uh, it does give you a thing where you can basically go like start a new story and you can go through and pick the major sort of choices. Okay, that's fine. From the first two seasons and then go from there. Um, or I think you can start with like a, a like a just like a default like set of choices that, that they that they let you have or whatever um and if anyone knows who played season two knows there's a lot of things that can be different at the end of season two so i, I think it's going to be pretty important as this thing goes along but for me i mean i'm a huge fan of season one i think is one of like the best narrative things that's ever been done in games season two i still really really like um it doesn't hit season one just because it's not it's it wasn't the first one you know and and you've seen a lot of stuff they're doing there uh, but I think season three is is on par with season two so far. I think that Javi is a really good main character. I like all the side characters. They've introduced side characters who aren't like complete garbage and pieces of shit. So that's awesome because there's other people to kind of latch onto and, and like, which they're also very good at. Um, and we're getting hints of sort of like what the bigger kind of threat is going to be in in this season. Um, and there's a character voiced by the guy who voiced Garrus in Mass Effect. Okay. So that was pretty cool. Uh, so far, I'm really enjoying it. Hugh, what do you think? Um, yeah, pretty much same same as you. To be honest, I think like one thing I will say is that at like at the end of both episodes, I was just like, "Shit!" And oh yeah, for th- sure. Yeah, and I th- <laughs> I'm kind of thankful that it's not like the bombshells at the end of each episode are of completely different types like they're not you know mm-hmm. the same thing it's not the same sort of effective story beat that they're just regurgitating um but yeah i'm really enjoying it so far i think I, there's a couple of the characters that i i do quite like i kind of like that um the one guy trip he's pretty yeah cool. Trip's cool triple um, h yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and i can't remember the name that she's kind of like the doctor lady oh yeah in the little town but she's kind of cool as well but there's mm-hmm. there's hints that she may not be like clem seems a little bit iffy on her so i'm kind of suspicious of her but yeah it's it's they've still managed to like retain that ability to just suddenly pull something completely out of the blue and to have you go fuck and just like <laughs> just shock you and I, I i do really like that about these games and i i I think it works 
I, like you said, I think having Clementine as a supporting character as well, I, I, I think it really works. Like having her there, and kind of, um, you know, that it kind of like you say, it just changes psychology of like how you approach the game because she's there, and because you've got this attachment to her, you're just like, well, you've got this guy who's with his family, but you kind of want to see what things are gonna happen with clementine so you're kind of like what the hell do i do like i want to protect this guy's <laughs> yeah. family but i i want to be cool with clementine as well so exactly. it just it just creates this really like crazy juggling act and they just like i think the walking dead um telltale series more than any other just creates that like just sinking feeling that every time you press a button you're just like did i just do the wrong thing. Oh yeah, totally. is this gonna mean that someone's gonna end up getting their like head chopped off or something? Um, so yeah, I think like like you say, I don't I don't think it it quite has that impact of the first first season because as you say, it was that was that was new, and as with anything, when something's new to you, it always you know hits it when it hits it well it sticks with you um but i th- i think this is shaping up to be another really good season and the way the second episode finishes um at least the start of the next episode is going to be uh incredibly interesting to say the least yeah for sure and and you're absolutely right it it it, it causes that an issue for me in the role playing aspect of it because i like to play as how i think the character would play those situations that's kind of how i try to go about it but yeah. you're absolutely right. And there's moments I'm like, well, this guy would definitely go with his family, but I really, really like Clementine. <laughs> so it, there's, th- there's like a lot of push pulled there with me. Um, and there was one decision I made, which is like either stay with her or go with your family. And I picked the family because uh, I was like, I just can't. I, like, I can't imagine this character doing this. And that's what I think that those games are so good at is that I care about that main character and that family, even though we, we've only we haven't known them very long at all. And so that continues to be really great with their, with their character building and their world building. Yeah. Um, if you haven't liked, you know, telltale games in the past, you haven't liked the walking Dead games in the past. I don't think this is going to change your mind in any sort of way. Cause it is very much one of those games, but I think it's a really good one. So if you like those games, it's definitely something you should play. And I will say so far, it's a, the best looking telltale game I've played mm-hmm. and B, Thankfully, the most stable. I haven't had any frame rate issues, no crashes, nothing. So, so far, touch wood, it's been pretty good in that respect. Yeah, I, I had a couple stutters at one point where it was really stuttering really badly. But other than that, it's been pretty solid. Hmm. Um, it's like once there's more than like two characters like on screen and any sort of big object on screen falls apart. It just falls apart. Hmm. Like there's a scene where you're going like a gate, like a big gate of like one of the communities or whatever. And like it just was like, and I was like, "Come on!" Because I knew because it was like an action sequence, so I knew there was going to be some button press I had to make. And sometimes when it loads you into those sequences, it like loads you in late, and then you have like barely any time to achieve what they want you to achieve. Um, but aside from that, it's been it's been solid. So uh, we've all been playing uh, some Super Mario Run on, on mm-hmm. the old iPhone. Oh yeah, nothing. Uh, yeah. It came out, I think, right after we, the week we recorded last. I think it was. Uh, it came out last week. 
Has it been longer than that already? It was the 15th, I think, or something like that. Yeah, it was the 15th. Yeah, so it was like the d- d- day or two, two days after we recorded l- yeah. last. Um, and uh, I've sunk a good amount of time into it, I think. I mean, I, I bought the $10 so version. Only after really playing the free version for a good amount of time. Like, I got like... I got like uh, the two of the coin levels on every level before I bought the the full version, um, and I was like, you know, I'm enjoying this. Let, let me buy it. Uh, I think that it's fine. You know, I I've enjoyed playing it every time I'm sitting online for something or like have a couple minutes to like to 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 like fool around my phone. I usually open it up and play through a level and try to get another coin level or something like that. It's if you compare it to you know other Mario games, it comes up very very short. But for an iPhone game that I'm playing, I'm enjoying it just fine, I think. Yeah. What about you, Kelsey? Yeah, I agree. Is it the best Mario game I ever played? No. But I didn't expect that. Um, It's similar. It's a fun game. I play it on the Metro bus when I'm on break at work. It's just a fun, simple game. Yeah. I mean, the $10 price tag, I can understand why people are kind of get a little tight about it because compared to other games that have similar content that are free. You know, it, it, it costs $10 and isn't free or a dollar or $2. But And then also that 10 bucks can go to like a whole bunch of console games right now. Yeah, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. But I mean, that's a whole different, I think a whole different ball of wax. Yeah, it me. is. You, it you is. Know? But like, you know, when you look at it though, like Abzu right now is like $8. Yeah, totally. And, I, and, and I'm not saying you can't, you, your money couldn't be better spent of other course, places. Of course. Um and, and but I think to compare it to a console space, it's a little bit difficult because I know I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking of like the whole like ten dollar price point. It's a it's a it's a lot for a mobile game. Yeah, uh, which people aren't used to spending. And so like, is the ten bucks better put elsewhere? I mean, sure, you could always find something yeah. better to to put it on. You're right. Yeah, um, but I spend ten bucks on like my sandwich at Subway, you know, or my lunch break. So it's not like it, it's not like it's not gonna make or break you. Yeah. Um, I I played like the first couple of levels like, and then I just got like really tired of it. <laughs> Um, so I've beaten like the, the, the first two castles mm-hmm. and then it's like, I guess I'll play this some, someday. Here you mm-hmm. go, Jorah. <laughs> and it's like, but it's like, I don't even want him playing that because it's like, it's not in teaching him how a real Mario game should go. Like yeah. a Mario game should go. It's like, give me yeah. that, give me that back. Now here, play <laughs> Disney Crossy Road. There you go. <laughs> uh, he, what about you? Um, yeah, pretty much echo, echo the sentiments of everybody else. To be honest, it's it's good fun. It's you know the type of thing that'll be a, it's a good distraction whilst you're trying to waste a bit of time. Um, yeah, I mean it, it. There's not a lot to it. I mean, is it? There's a little bit of replay value in, like you say, when you collect the different color coins and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just it's just good fun. Like I'm not a massive. Um, mobile gamer but this is definitely something that i'll i'll place her and and keep going back to until i've collected all the coins but you know it'll just be something like yeah, i've got a spare 10 minutes i'll pick up my phone and play this for a little while so yeah this i think i think it's uh it's done its job and by the sounds of it it's made uh nintendo a a rather large stack of money already so yeah. i think i yes. think it's objective achieved on their point of view anyway yeah and i think for me it's like i like like you, Hugh, I don't really engage with iPhone games very often. Um, I played Deus Ex Go earlier in the year, and that was awesome. And those Go games are all really great. Lara yes. Croft and Hitman are all great yeah, I'm gonna games. Pick, I'm going to pick them, those up on console. Yeah. I should uh, pick them up on my phone, but... Deus Ex was cool. I mean, I don't know. I, Deus Ex was the first one I played on my phone. I played Hitman Go on the console, and then I played a little bit of Lara Croft when it came out on the console. 
Um, so Hitman was the first time I played it on the phone, and I think it is a little better on the phone because you're just touching where you want to go and stuff like that. But uh, and you don't accidentally go the wrong way sometimes, like you do in the Hitman Go console version. But um, yeah, I like that game a lot. And but I don't really play a lot of mobile games. Like I don't play. So if this game had come out and it hadn't been Mario, if it's something else, even if people were like, "Oh my god, it's amazing," I probably would have downloaded it. Played it a little bit and I'm like, okay, whatever. That's how I am with mobile games. You know, uh, with this game, I play. I played through all the levels, and I do think as the game gets later on, there is more interesting stuff that they're doing and, and happening in it. And I like the idea of like having to get these coins, or, or you know, these coins being a, a replayability aspect to it. Though I do think that the frustration of the fact that Mario is always running in one direction. And then placing coins in weird places uh, is sometimes a little bit too much for me because if the coins are going to be in hard to reach places uh, that require like you to make a decision basically 30 seconds before you ever get to the place where the coin is correctly or you're screwed, I think that's a little bit too hard sometimes since you can't turn around and and go back and and get the jump. Because there are plenty of times where I know exactly what to do and I just hit the I touch it like a millisecond too late and I hit my my head hits the bottom of that block instead of grabbing onto it and flipping onto it mm-hmm. um or I you know I take the bottom path instead of the top path and then I see the coin up there and then I have to hit the little bubble button and go back and do it again you know th- that kind of stuff I think I think the placement of the coins could be better uh for what they're asking you to do um but again like I've I've enjoyed playing it I always pull it out and, and play it when I'm sitting there. Like if, like if I'm watching TV with my wife and she's watching something that I have no interest in, I'm kind of just like, okay, I'll play Mario run for a little while. And, and if that means to me, that's doing its job. So I, it, it's not great, but I also don't think it's terrible by any stretch of the imagination. I just think it's okay. That's yeah. It's like a mindless way to pass the time is sort of how I feel about it. She put that on the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have a box. It's a download. Yeah, come on, Justin. Get with it. Sarcasm is lost on you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. None of us are sarcastic at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I have also been playing The Last Guardian. So I, I have only put about two or three hours into it. I got it for Christmas. Uh, and I have never played uh, Shadow of the Colossus or Ico. Ico, however you say it. I'm never sure. Um, so... This is my first time diving into one of these this developer's games. Uh, formerly Team Eco, now it has another name which I cannot remember, which was the beginning. But this uh, Ueda, who's the is the is the director of of all those games, and you play as a little boy who wakes up next to this giant animal named Trico, and you have to try to escape this forbidden land with the animal um with the animal's help and the game the basics of the gameplay are just you're it's a series of environmental puzzles in which you are either trying to find a way to get yourself into the same room as trico or find a way to get trico in the same room as you like that's basically what how the puzzles sort of lay themselves out and you know there has been come some sort of those times where the answer is so obvious and i just overthink the game um, it's happened a couple times already um, where the answer was right in front of me and I just missed it and those have been frustrating but overall the puzzles have been fun and entertaining and the rendering of the animal 
is pretty amazing. Uh, it feels like a real animal. It feels like you have a dog. That's what everyone says. Following you. To the amount of time where in the two, just in the two hours I was playing the game, there were times where I was talking to my television like it was a real animal. That's weird. And being like, don't worry, buddy. I'll be right back. Like, don't like there's times where you're like, oh, where is it? You're, tr- you're looking around the environment. All of a sudden you see its, its head just like sticking through this like hole where I can't fit through, like looking at you and whining as you as you walk away. When you start petting the TV, yeah, <laughs> then I'll get concerned. And I'm like, oh, it's okay, buddy. Don't worry. I'll be back. Don't worry. Don't worry. Karen's just looking at you at the side no, of her Karen's eye. doing the same thing. <laughs> Two of you are made for each other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that is really impressive. I, I haven't played enough of the game to really get a sense of the the whole impact of what's there. I, I will say that I have experienced some technical problems. There's been a lot of talk about that. Like when you get into the, not really when you're in the big areas, but when you're getting near the big areas, it seems like the game is loading it them up in the background. The game will, the frame rate will drop precipitously, which is a little bit rough. And the movement is rather squirrely with, with the guy. So you, know, you, sometimes you, you're not doing the thing you want to be doing, which can be frustrating. Absolutely. But I really enjoy the interaction between the two characters and it can also be frustrating that the thing doesn't do what you want it to do all the time. It's definitely a time where you're like, Hey, come here. And it just like looks at you, gives you the finger. Yeah. Or just like scratches its neck and you have to call it like three or four times. Um, and sometimes it, you'll jump on it and it will walk in a direction that you don't want it to walk. And that can be frustrating, but it's frustrating in that way where it feels genuine to me. So I'm, I, I I'm almost, glad that they figured out how to make frustration feel genuine. <laughs> Um, game of the year but it feels like it's frustration you'd have with a real animal like calling it over and i'm already frustrated with my animals at home (laughs) i don't need to go on video games to feel more frustrated (laughs) so in that way it's very impressive again i've only played a couple hours of it so i can't really speak to the whole breadth of it i'm going to try to finish it um before we do game of the year i don't know if that's going to happen or not but uh enjoying it so far but i i have no like concrete opinions about it yet very cool all right so we have a couple questions and then then we're gonna we're gonna peace on out of here um so we we have this question from Sam we've had for a long time where he wants us to create she wants us to create an Overwatch character, um, but we're gonna save that because we're gonna do like a early next month thing we're gonna do like a ten minute like Patreon thing okay so we're gonna save that for that because uh, it's a cool question and it's kind of fun and and not really in our wheelhouse, but this is from a uh, uh, Jeff who's also Gideon X or Scrunchin he left all his names in the email, um, <laughs> says part one gun to your head choose one platform or console for the rest of your life Justin. PS4. Hugh. PS4. Kelsey. Uh, controversial, but I'll pick the PS4 too. <laughs> Can I say the PC? Does that does that no, get count? Out. <laughs> yeah, count. I mean, it, for me, it would be PS4 or PC. Right. But I'm not great at shooters with a keyboard and mouse, so <laughs> my wrists can't gonna... handle PC gaming, so I I, I avoid that. <laughs> you know, most of the games you play on a PS4, you can play on a PC, but with a controller. I know. Okay. But I like shooters. Yeah, it's true. You can play those shooters with a controller on a, on a on a PC. Not competitively. That's true. Be at a disadvantage. That's true. You got you, you got me there. And part two, now choose only one game to play. Kelsey, oh. I know what you're going to say. Oh, my. The Last of Us? Okay. Hugh. Overwatch. Justin. Overcooked. <laughs> Overwatch. Overwatch? Overwatch or Destiny? Any game with like over in the name. Yeah, because you don't have an ending, right? So you can just keep going and going and going. That makes sense. Yeah, that's true. That was a good yeah. answer. Yeah. Um, I mean, Last of Us has multiplayer. 
So there is stuff you can do over and over and over again. Uh, yeah. My my like my instinct would be to pick something like The Witness or Metal Gear Solid Five because they're just games I love to death. But something like Overwatch is probably the better call on that. Yeah, one. yeah, because I, mean, I can it, play it forever. It's different every time you play it. I mean, I. With Destiny, I'm just not sure I could deal with the grind forever and ever. Well, you have forever to play it and only that. Yeah, exactly. So then it's like the perfect situation for Destiny. I know. (laughs) Because it's the only game. So you're like, oh, I guess I gotta go collect filaments. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Spirit bloom. Um, But yeah, I mean, if I had to play Overwatch for the rest of my days, I could extend my losing streak monumentally, so... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh definitely. all right cool so this next question is from jason from chicago jason says hey everybody hey been listening yeah. for a long time now and have played a lot of games off of your guys's recommendations so thank you for that most recently got the uh got valley off of the week four holiday sale on the ps4 heard you talking about it on the podcast a few weeks back and the and that one really looks like a great game that fell under the radar, so I can't wait to play that one. My question is more uh, geared towards Justin, as I've heard you talk about trophies on multiple occasions. That's what I'm known for. He I used his to trophies. Achieve- yes, he does. I, ch- I, ch- I used to be an achievement hunter on the 360, then had a kid, so I fell out for obvious reasons. Justin knows what kids do to your free time, I'm sure. About a year <laughs> ago, I ran into a trophy uh, hunter at work, and I, w- and I rekindled my passion to hunt trophies on the PS4. I started off as, as this competition between us on Platinum and Games, but realized quickly that it has helped me get my money's worth out of games, and so found myself giving a chance to games that I generally wouldn't play. These games would have otherwise fallen through the cracks, and I would have missed out on some really great experiences. My questions to Justin are, how many Platinums do you currently have? What is the hardest Platinum that you have gotten? Also, what Platinum are you the most proud of, and why? Okay. Uh, I looked before while we were talking, mm-hmm. uh, you were talking, mm-hmm. uh, right now I'm at 24 platinums with three in the wings. Okay. Which means they're just like, um, battlefield and Titan, uh, battlefield and Titanfall are just both waiting for me to have like a couple of minutes to go back to mm-hmm. after game of the year. And I can clean those up and telltale whenever I finish the Batman one, oh, right, get yeah. one just for doing that. Yeah. So obviously that one's going to be the most <laughs> proud one I have. Oh yeah, absolutely. No. Um, That'll be my that'll be my second when I beat that Batman game. Uh, like I'm, I'm right with you, Jason. Like you know, uh, I was an achievement hunter and then moved to platforms. Um, it's why I'll have a hard time ever migrating completely over to PC. Is because I just like I already left achievements once. I don't know if I could leave trophies <laughs> uh, behind. Uh, but like I, you know, I it, it started as a competition with myself, and then I started following other people. And I made a couple friends along the way, and they were like a level or two higher than me. And then I was like, "Well, I'm gonna go past them." And then I passed them, and then just kept going. I just hit level 21, and so it's not, now there's like there's somebody on my friends list. Um, this girl Cheska, who's uh, she's 22, and somebody on my friends list is 26. And I'm like, the kind of funny, like Colin Moriarty, um, mm-hmm. who's been on my thing forever. Uh, he's like 28. I'll never catch him, but I'm gonna catch the rest. <laughs> um. So the hardest platinum I've ever gotten uh, is probably Rogue Legacy. Oh yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, I cheated the system on that one, so I don't feel like superb about it because I like I found that like a workaround into their getting that the trophy for only dying like less than fifteen times, mm-hmm. which is like people who do that legitimately 
there's something. But then again, I did, did beat those hard bosses, uh, like the remix bosses, which is some of like the hardest things I've ever done in a game. Uh, so I was like legit proud of those. Um, getting the Flawless Raider in Destiny mm. was a hard one because I couldn't rely on just myself. I had to rely on a group. Right. God, if you play with my group, sometimes it was it was, it was looking dicey for a while if you would ever get it. Plus, like, I, it was a thing because nobody really cares about that stuff mm-hmm. with anybody I play with. So, like, I had to, like, almost force them to go along with it, <laughs> uh, which I never knew if it was going to happen because I people would, like, I need five other people who were committed, like, hey, look, we're doing this for the rest of the night. We're yeah. going to get, like, 45 minutes into this raid and if we die we're starting over right so like that that's like that was a commitment yeah and thanks thanks to them we actually got it um there was one trophy in borderlands 2 where it was random you had to just wait for this like little dude to jump out of a box and over the course of 100 hours um i think i'm like my hundredth and one hour uh he jumped out but i was spamming the same location where i heard he was for like 10 hours just opening the same boxes over and over again. Reload, <laughs> open, 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 open. He never came. I went to a different area that I had read was like, this might be a better area. After like two hours there, I got him. So that wasn't like, it's not a proud one because it shows I have a problem. Yeah, worth it. <laughs> uh, but I got it. That, that was when I was having the competition with uh, one of my friends, Alan. Oh, okay. Over like, who could get this first? Mm-hmm. And Four I got hours it. of your life you can never get back. That was fun. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. So you're most proud of the Flawless Raider one, you think? I think the Flawless Raider one is like one I'm like I'm most proud of. Like the hardest platinum I've probably gotten is the Rogue Legacy one. Mm-hmm. Like you could see the percentages, and it's it's small percentage yeah. of people have that one. Yeah. Uh, and the the Titanfall one, I'll be I'll be super proud of mm-hmm. because of that one trophy, the um the running the gauntlet in oh, thirty something right. seconds. Yeah. By the way, I watched somebody do that thing in eighteen seconds. That's that crazy. video is Which insane. Is like insane. Like I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> I like I I made it the skin of my teeth, and I got that under thirty three, like at thirty three something, thirty three uh-huh. five or something. Yeah, and he does in eighteen I seconds. Think he uses like, like his grenades to like he uses his grenades to forward. boost him, like yeah. throw crazy. it kind of behind you and let the explosion push you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, and you're also hitting all those targets. Yeah, impossible. That's crazy. Impossible hacks. Uh, Jason says, for example, one particular platinum he's proud of is Hotline Miami. That is a hard platinum. Uh, yeah. It was a very difficult game for me, and I never thought I'd get it, but the more I played it, the better I got at it, and it was a really rewarding experience to see results from that determination. Thanks for all the work you guys have done on the podcast. It's been really great listening to you, and I hope you keep it going for a long time. So Hotline Miami, I looked into that one because I got really into that first game, and I was like, I probably could do this, and you have to get the S rank in all of the levels, and I managed to get S rank in, like, three of them. It, But S rank requires you to do, like an infinite combo but mix up the combo <laughs> so it's like you want to hit a guy with a bat then throw the bat hit another guy pick up his gun shoot somebody else all while stringing a combo together oh man and it's got to be like you can't just like keep whacking people with a bat because i was doing that all mm-hmm. the time and it was like oh you got a c rank it's like what <laughs> i just murdered all these people with my bare fists <laughs> um so it requires a lot of improv and stuff, and it was just yeah. like I wasn't great at that. Yeah. Um. But that is a that is a tough one. So congrats to him. Well done. My only one is in Infamous Second Son, which it was easy. I just played the game twice. Was basically what I had to do. That's all I really had to do. And I do some weird air trick. Was the only other thing I had to do. It was a fun one. It was a, definitely it was a fun one to get. And after I got that one, I was like, oh, I should get more of these. But every time I and. I don't really care about them, but I'll look. Every time I look, I'll be like, oh, is this possible for me to do this? Because if it's possible, like, yeah, I'll do it. And every time I, I always get to one trophy in the list, and I'm like, yeah, no way. 
No fucking way. So uh, what's the point of even, even going for any of them? I'm slowly working towards the Overwatch one. I have like three or four to go, and there are some of the hardest ones in there. Mm. But like when I get that, that'll become my number one Like yeah. I'm most proud of because you have to get, aside from like random stuff where it's like, oh, destroy three th- before they buffed Symmetra. Mm. She was like, A, barely used. Um, and it was uh, destroying three of her teleporters in one round. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one was like, oh, you got you to gotta teleport 20 players. So I did a terrible thing. Um, Cody actually pointed, me out, pointed this out to me. In King of the Hill maps, it counts as one round. But it's three stages if you can make it. If, you know, and oh, most of the time they right. go three. Yeah. So you just get the teleporter and you just put it in the base and run through it in the base just over like <laughs> six times, go back out there, do a ton of damage, come back, do it over again. And the guys on my team were so angry at me. I was like, I finished the round with four golds, like or three golds. Get out of here. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I realized you didn't get to use my teleporter. A, we won. And B, I did a lot of the work because Symmetra is <laughs> disgusting right now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Overwatch, I did have one other question which came into the Twitter, which is mainly for me. Uh, this is from uh, William Jamie Poe, who's uh, at Jamie underscore Popo on Twitter and says, since you upgraded your PC, is there any chance you might try Overwatch on PC? Um, I could have run I could run Overwatch on my last card. That wasn't an issue. Actually, when I got into the beta, it was on PC, the closed beta. Um, the two reasons why I probably won't play on PC are a um, I don't know a lot of people who play on PC. Um if there was a group of people, I would absolutely not I mean, spend my time. I don't really care about my rank or anything. Um, B, uh, I have my PC is hooked up to my television. Um, and so it's not really a desktop environment. And if I was going to play something like overwatch online, I would want to play it with a mouse and keyboard because um, like Justin said, it's really tough to be competitive with a controller in a first person shooter environment. Overwatch obviously a little bit different because there's a lot of other things you can do. Um, but I would still want to be playing that way to kind of be even playing field. And so I would need to be at my desktop and my desktop is a Mac. And unlike every other single one of their games, which Blizzard has always been awesome about Mac support for their games, Overwatch did not come out with a Mac version. So I would have to run bootcamp on my, on my, on my uh, machine and, and do it from that. And uh, just a little bit too much of a pain in the ass. Um, if there are a lot of people playing on PC, like I wouldn't mind buying it there too. Um, so let us know. But uh, that's really the reason why I haven't I haven't played it on PC. Also, that I and I really wish that like I don't even care about the rank. I wish that your unlocks transferred over. Yeah, like your skins. I don't care about the ranking. Whatever. Like it doesn't mean anything. Your ranking would be easy to transfer over. Exactly. I mean, it should be easy to transfer both if you have a Blizzard account. Yeah, but I mean, just for the ranking, I'd be like, well, you know, it's it's different skill and different people on PC and all of it. So maybe they they they. Yeah. Yeah. I, guess, well, I mean, I your like overall that, level. Your overall level. That's what I mean. Like, whatever. Like, if you don't want to transfer over, I get it. It doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't mean anything in... in a, It's different than a game like Call of Duty or Titanfall or something where you're unlocking things as you progress levels. Yeah. But, like, I want to have my skins and shit over there. I, I just don't understand why that isn't transferable. Um, other than the money reason, obviously, but... You got that Winston Yeti skin. <laughs> if you're going to buy two versions of the game, I think they should be like, okay, cool. Like... Well, here you go. Here you go. Uh, but yeah, that's over that. Uh, but I think that's all we got for questions for this week. Yep. So I think that's going to do it uh, for this week's show. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about uh, the games that we missed in 2016 that we wish we had gotten to and that we didn't end up getting there with. Uh, hopefully that gets ahead of our game of the year in a way that people don't go like, why didn't you talk about this game? 
during game of the year, you'll know because we didn't play it. And we feel bad, but we didn't play it. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at talking underscore games. Uh, email us games at talkingcomicbooks.com. Keep those listener questions coming in. We love to get them. Uh, they are awesome. And we have a great time talking about them. Um, if you want to follow us personally, I'm at Bobby Shortle. Justin. Jeroke, J-O-R-O-A-K. Hugh. I am at H underscore Paz. And Kelsey. At Kelsamus, K-E-L-S-S-A-M-U-S. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash talking comics. Support us if you can. Even a dollar a month really, really helps. We've had some see some really good progress, and we have some really cool stuff coming up, including live shows, which we're doing right now. So you can have all of that. Also, our Discord chat. Oh, our Discord chat. Yeah, you get into our, our, our the private Patreon Discord chat, which we're all in, um, as long with some other awesome patrons and listeners and um, also hosts of the, the comic show are on there as well. So there's places to talk about comics, talk about movies, talk about games, whatever. Watch you more list, or get to see Hugh just say mean things to me all the time. Yes. Which I <laughs> see and just purposely don't interact I am, with. I am never mean to you. You take that back, Justin. I'm going to read it verbatim. There was there was one moment where you we, you and I were going back about oh no no someone said something about Mass Effect and I was typing something and Justin just writes Bobby's typing something snarky right now <laughs> I was you right can, you were, I was laughing because I was in the middle about to send my very snarky very snarky message but it's a cool place where people can interact and interact with us and other awesome listeners so um and that you get in you get into the the text chat at the base level at a dollar a month you get into that text chat so. Um, there's a video on our YouTube, um, on, uh, the TC YouTube and on the Patreon that tells you how to use discord to get the most out of your Patreon. It's a really simple process. Um, in addition to that, I forgot, this is a good thing you talked about that, Justin, because we have a talking games, YouTube channel now. Um, it's, it, we, we took all of the videos. I think, I think I've gotten all of them at this point off, of, uh, um, from the talking comics side and put them all in this talking games, YouTube we have something like 90 videos or something like that. It seems that excessive. we've done over the last like five years. Um, and a lot more coming. Uh, Cody, come Cody has been doing some really awesome overwatch videos. He's been chronicling his and Justin's uh, competitive uh, kind of ladder that, that they're riding R- right now. There's some awesome Justin moments, uh, at least in the first competitive episode. I haven't got a chance to listen to the second one yet. Please stop powering up Zarya's <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> I won't lie. Hugh and I have sent back and forth recordings of your voice uh, saying your, your lines. It's a great you voice. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh. Such as. Hugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. how many times do you listen to that a day? <laughs> many. <laughs> many, many, many. Actually, that's, that's me when I'm playing Overwatch right now, so I can't criticize. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. But the, I love the you have to watch the videos. But I love the Zarya one because it comes out of basically nowhere. All of a sudden, you're just like yelling. And I was watching the video at home, and it was like one o'clock in the morning, and I had to. My wife is sleeping next to me, and I had to basically bite my tongue so I didn't laugh like out loud. People should have power up Zarya. <laughs> just Justin does have a very, very valid point though. People do shoot Zarya when she's got a bubble popped and you're just like, see that bubble? Fucking Don't shooting her. shoot it. Unbelievable. Destroying Who keeps powering the Zarya? Oh my God. <laughs> it's true. 
That's my favorite part. Oh, well, let's just quit. <laughs> we didn't quit. We ended up winning you the match. You ended up winning. I, I watched it. That's the best part. <laughs> it's a great no, but Cody's, Cody's doing a really great job. Of, um, he just came out with a Zenyatta video. He's yeah. doing Z to yeah. A. Um, if you're looking to like jump in like, hey, I don't know, really know how to play Zenyatta. He does a nice job explaining um, over gameplay. Um, yeah. what the character's about, mm-hmm. when to when to jump in. He's actually got requests for like how not to play characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll probably go. He'll probably go over that next. And uh, yes, you'll continue to hear me yelling. That's just playing multiplayer games with Justin in general. That's why um, we love you, Justin. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the Zenyatta video was great. I told him too. I, I I sent him a message. I said, Cody, like I'm really enjoying your videos. Like I understand now how to better play that character. It was a character I had really never understood before at all. So it's cool. It's a really cool thing, and he's doing Zarya next. So look out for that because he's gonna. I think he's gonna go through all of them. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So check that out, and we'll have other stuff going up as well. Um, I'm thinking about chronicling my Titanfall Platinum run. That's awesome. That'd be great. I would. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, we'll have some cool content going up over the next. I'll be playing. Uh, finishing off my Batman Let's Play this week. I think. So I'll be playing episodes four and five, hopefully. Um, those will be going up p- pretty soon as well. So looking forward to that and then figure out something else to do. I really want to do some Hitman stuff because I think it's like an awesome game to, to play and, and talk about. I, yeah. picked, stuff it, like I that. picked that up this week. Oh, awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm played, interested to see how you I've feel about it. I've played just the training so far. Um, oh, okay. I like the feel of it. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get into it. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, that's going to that's gonna do it for our show for this week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you, Hugh. Thank you, Bobby. And thank you to all of you for listening to our show. Be good to each other.